Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 17th of June, 2021 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Getting older is inevitable, and it isn't easy for anyone. There comes a day in every life when you wake up and realize that maybe it's too late for you to learn horse archery or take up roller skating. But then we may pause and ask ourselves, why not? Why not try something you've never tried before, explore a new avenue, or uncover a new talent? Today, as we walk through the very sultry streets of Hong Kong, we'll be listening to a story from Angela about her determination to complete a lifelong dream. After Angela, we'll hear from Kristen, a story of memories and eating habits, among other things. Before we get to today's stories, though, a huge and heartfelt thanks goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We hear you, Hong Kong. We are listening. Thanks go out as well to our overseas listeners, this week especially to listeners in Bucharest, in Romania, Moscow, in Russia, and Sao Paulo, in Brazil. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. We do have a show coming up on August 5th which will have the theme, Bustin' Out. Jen will be hosting and all the information you need to get started is on the website, hongkongstories.com. Weekly workshops are also starting to appear more frequently. Find them as well on hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now, here is Angela. Small and white, clean and bright, the flower's name is Edelweiss. When I was small, I liked to listen to the simple songs from the movie The Sound of Music because I liked the color white. From that time onwards, I fell in love with music. My Chinese name, Wai Kam means piano will follow me mercifully. And I told my mom, Mom, I love to learn piano. And my mom's reply was, Darling, study hard. Playing piano can't earn a living unless you are very talented. My dream was shattered. However, the love for music was still planted in my heart, and it kept on growing. After 30 years, I saved up enough money and had more free time. I decided to learn music, including piano. And uh, at that time, I thought uh, if I learned piano, I, whether I could earn a living, it doesn't matter. So in January last year, my childhood dream came true. I graduated from the International Institute of Music, majoring in music education. This time, I learned music not for earning a living, but for my own pleasure. 
However, I experienced difficulty in completing my music education project. It requires me to prepare three items from scratch in order to graduate. First, find a venue. Second, find six senior citizens. And three, plan nine lesson plans. Yes, I had to teach at least six senior citizens for nine lessons, one hour each, from January to May 2019. I taught two lessons per week so that I have enough time to adjust my lesson plan. But I don't. But you don't know how difficult it is unless you experience it. When I promise to do something, I do it seriously. But I never imagined that the senior citizens had so many things to do. They had dental appointments, medical checkup, and travel plans. They would. They would inevitably skip my lessons. So before each lesson, I worry about their attendance. Two men and eight women came to my class. They were all senior citizens. Andy is a retired dentist who has no music background. However, his wife is a very famous pianist. And that scared me because, you know, I'm just a mediocre pianist. However, Andy has 60% hearing impairment. <laughs> Betty is a retired headmistress. She learned piano when she was young. However, she walks with a limb, hindering my lesson plans later. Candy is an epileptic who was suddenly crammed and could not attend my class sometimes. Dora, whose husband contracted cancer and could not come to my class anymore. Eva found a part-time job. She could only come when she was fired or the company collapsed. <laughs> oh my God, if the, the other citizens had urgent family affairs and unforeseen circumstances, my music education would come to an end because of insufficient senior citizens. I was desperate and at a loss as to what to do. I decided to make the lesson more interesting so as to motivate the senior citizen to come. For example, playing balls with them to practice rhythm. However, during the game, Candy, the athletic, fell on the ground while catching the ball. Oh, I asked her, Candy, are you all right? Candy replied, Oh, I was a very good volleyball player when I was young, but now it seems I'm a bit rusty. At the end of the game, Betty told me, Angela, I can't run jump because my legs are not suitable for doing that. Oh my God, if one or two drop out, there will be only seven or six left. If I could not have at least six senior citizens, my music education project would be discontinued. 
The result is that I could not fulfill my dream, could not graduate, and have to redo my music education project again next year. So I decided to plan the the lesson to suit the senior citizens' needs. For example, I will play soothing music to calm their emotions. However, I have to keep the volume a bit high so that Andy could hear it. Instead of playing balls or running, I use hand signs and body percussion to practice melody. Do re mi fa so la ti do so mi do. So Patty could attend the lesson. After trial and error. My music education project has finally completed before the start in May 2019, before the start of the civil unrest in Hong Kong. Oh, I think I'm lucky. Otherwise, my music project would be interrupted unexpectedly. At the end of the lesson, the senior citizen gave me one thank you card. Two plastic roses and three tea bags, and they all sat in unison. These are for you. I was amused and amazed, and the most important of all, it was a memorable breakthrough experience that I will never forget. Thank you. And the students show us it's never too late to learn something new. It isn't too late for you to learn to be an amazing storyteller too. Come to a workshop and find out. Details can be found at HongKongStories.com. The next story is one that's been played before from a show in 2019. Here is Kristen. My maternal grandmother was one of my first caregivers. When I was a baby, my mother would drop me at my grandparents once a week, and my grandmother would look after me while my mom ran errands and had an afternoon to herself. When I became older, I loved having sleepovers at my grandparents. I would pack my toothbrush and nightgown and change of clothes in my small blue pleather suitcase, and announce that I was going on vacation. <laughs> Grandma and I play a variety of games during these visits: a hide and seek called Button Button, Who's Got the Button? Jewelry store with Grandma's orange and purple clip-on earrings, and restaurant in which I ask my customers if they'd like to pay with cash or Mastercard. For lunch, Grandma serves me Ritz crackers with creamy onion dip. And canned fruit cocktail, her version of a balanced meal. I make imaginary coffee for my imaginary husband, a mailman named Mike. <laughs> At night, we watch the Lawrence Welk show with my grandfather and my aunt, who often visits when I do. It's a musical variety show. And I order my grandfather to dance with my aunt, 
while my grandmother spins me around the room. Then I direct us all to change partners. When she puts me to bed, Grandma lies beside me, and I ask her to tell me stories about bad teenagers. (laughs) Grandma is fun, but she is also a worrier. After the laughter come tears, she says when I get too rambunctious. She pushes a chair beside the bed so I don't fall out and cuts the meat on my dinner plate so I don't choke, even when I am far too old for such precautions. This overprotectiveness would annoy me if it came from my mother, but Grandma gets a pass. We remain close over the years, although my visits become less frequent when I move away for university and then begin working. When I'm in my mid-twenties, Grandma is hospitalized because her heart has become weak. She's been living on her own since my grandfather died, and when she's released from hospital, she moves in with my parents. A short while later, my mother calls me. Grandma is driving me crazy. She says, I know that you feel you've reached a dead end at work and are thinking of making a change. Would you consider moving in with Grandma until she's well enough to live on her own? We'll pay you. (laughs) Of course I will move into Shady Oaks, Grandma's condominium complex for senior citizens. She has taken good care of me, and now I can care for her. And I can use this time to apply to graduate school and maybe do some freelance writing. I pack my suitcase and move into Grandma's guest room. Things are different this time around. I sleep in the same bed from my childhood. The mattress is so worn, it's now a U-shaped crater. (laughs) There is no risk of falling out. Instead of making coffee for my imaginary husband, I make tea for Grandma and serve her lunch. Ritz crackers and canned fruit cocktail are still staples of her diet. At dinner, it's my turn to ensure she doesn't choke now that her dentures have become loose and she refuses to see a dentist. We still play games, but the games have changed. Instead of button, button, who's got the button, we play, let's do your physical therapy exercises. (laughs) And did you hide your pills in the cushion of your chair again? (laughs) Grandma continues to worry. Turn on the light. You'll strain your eyes, she says as I read the newspaper. When I head out for a movie one afternoon, she warns me, don't sit next to any wise guys. (laughs) I worry now, too. What's in store for Grandma? And for me? At night, we watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) When there's nothing else we want to watch on TV, Grandma tells me stories. I no longer want to hear about bad teenagers. I want to hear about her, about her father, a policeman, dying of a heart attack on the family's front step when Grandma is young, 
about my great-grandmother running a small horse bedding business from the family apartment, about my grandparents' courtship at the Jersey Shore. I write it all down, fodder for the writing I hope to publish one day. And I I write one of my graduate school application essays about my relationship with my grandmother. One day, the Federal Expressman comes to the door. As I sign for the package, I think, he's cute. Maybe he reminds me of my imaginary husband, the mailman. (laughs) I look at him again. He is much older than I am, and he is definitely not cute. I realize that I have been here in the senior citizen bubble for too long. (laughs) It's been a few months now, and Grandma is well enough to live on her own with the help of an aide. It's time for me to move on and live my own stories. I go to graduate school. My essay about Grandma apparently did the job. And I continue to visit frequently in the years that follow. When she is 97, Grandma's health declines quickly. On one of my last visits, She's in bed when I arrive. I crawl in beside her and tell her stories from my week. When she dies peacefully in her sleep, there are tears. But there is also laughter and there are stories and a closet full of Ritz crackers. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.